0: Well, I am thankful to be here this morning. We are walking through the book of James <clears throat> this morning. We're James chapter 5, picking up in verse number 7. And uh, so we're in James 5, verse number 7. Uh, I know that some of you pick up uh, an outline when you come in. There's sheets with outlines on it. Uh, this morning, <clears throat> I've changed my outline. So uh, it's same text, uh, uh, same content. Uh, but I've changed my outline. It, it, it actually had five points on it. I'm given three points. Uh, don't get happy. Still going to be the same message, all right? Uh, uh, but, but I had to be a Baptist preacher, and so I wasn't comfortable with fives and went three. That's not really true either. <clears throat> fact of the matter is, I was just struggling with this passage of Scripture, and uh, God helped me to be faithful, uh, again, just to preach through the text of Scripture this morning, practicing patience. Patience is a deal uh, that we all deal with. It's, it's something that's very real uh, and uh, that 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 gets tried all the time. And God help us to be faithful uh, uh, as children of God Almighty practicing patience. In fact, I heard a story this morning in the rain. heard a story of a little first grade teacher, and uh, it was a stormy day. And at the end of the day, uh, she went and she was putting on the galoshes of every one of her 24 first graders, and she was struggling all the way down, and she finally got to the last little girl, and she was grunting and straining, and finally got that last galosh on. The last little girl, and that last little girl said, "Teacher, uh, these aren't mine." And so uh, the teacher went down there and pulled them back off. And as soon as she got them back off, that little girl said, "They're my sisters, and she lets me wear them all the time." <laughs> so, patience. Uh, our patience gets tested. Uh, in so many different ways. Uh, Sometimes they're tested by people. You ever had your patience tested by people? I mean, it's interesting how people are. You know, sometimes people are all over your heart. Sometimes they just miss your heart and fall on your nerves. Uh, uh, You have people sometimes that try your patience along the way. Sometimes it's circumstances that will try your patience. Patience along the way. You ever had a lost set of keys? Or, uh, or uh, uh, everybody has their own pet peeves, all right? So I don't want to get into confession time this morning. However, uh, that'll drive me crazy. Uh, you ever lose your keys or, or have a circumstance that, that something happens, a medical crisis, or somebody's lost along the way? Sometimes it's things that will test our patience. You get in your car in the morning and you turn it over and it doesn't start. And uh, it just kind of tests your patience along the way. Uh, and, and so God, help us to be faithful when our, test, when our patience gets tried. Unfortunately, uh, sometimes if we're not careful... We can even become impatient with God Almighty. He doesn't do what I expected Him to do when I expected Him to do it. And uh, God help us to practice patience this morning. I want to be faithful. You know, as long as the Bible says to be patient, there's going to be trials to test our patience. But understand this, that trials aren't there to tear us down but to build us up. And so, God, help us to be faithful in that. James is writing. James is just simply saying, man, I I want you to be mature in the faith. And I don't want you to miss out on any of the blessings. You are so blessed as children of God. And I want you to be mature. And so, he writes this little letter. And today, he's dealing with this subject of patience. And so, he begins in verse number 7 and following. And the Bible says it like this. Therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. The farmer waits for the precious produce of the soil... Uh, being patient about it until it gets the early And the late rains. You too be patient. Strengthen your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is near. Do not complain, brethren, against one another, so that you you yourselves may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing right at the door. As an example, brethren, of suffering and patience, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. We count those blessed who endured. You have heard of the endurance of Job and have seen the outcome of the Lord's dealings, that the Lord is full of compassion and is. Merciful. But above all, my brethren, do not swear either by heaven or by earth or with any other oath. But you, your yes is to be yes and your no, no, so that you may not fall under judgment. And this morning, <clears throat> just talking about practicing. Patience. Interesting, uh, when you look through uh, this text of Scripture, it's written within the context, if you go back to last week, uh, of something that was happening. Last week, James chapter 5, the first six verses, if you remember, was dealing with uh, money matters, and, and in fact, the subject was uh, addressing oftentimes uh, landowners who were abusing and withholding funds that were rightfully to be given to the laborers in the field. Remember? So, so, so at the end of the day, the end of the work day, all of a sudden uh, a man or a lady goes to work and she works all day long or he works all day long and, 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 and the boss all of a sudden says, Oh, you didn't do it right. You got here late. You were kind of slacking off. Your rows weren't straight. I'm not going to pay you today. So God, in His Word, dealt last week with the abusers. This week, He says, Therefore, He says, Hey, listen, and last week He said, Hey, listen, your cries have been heard from God Almighty. The stockpile of the funds of those wealthy that ought to be yours are crying out about them. But He says, Now I want to deal with those who are being abused. Now I want to deal with those who are being How do you respond when people mistreat you? How do you respond when you get abused along the way? And that's what he's dealing with. That's the context of what he's talking about this morning. He says, hey, make sure you deal Patiently. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter number 10, verses 30 and 31, Hebrews 10, 30 and 31, for we know uh, who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a terrifying thing to fall into the hands of the living God. So we can be patient in the midst of difficulties because my Father's God, and He's our God, and He's keeping score. He'll settle it, He'll make right in the end, and so be patient along the way. Proverbs 15, the Bible says it like this in verse number 18. Proverbs 15 in verse number 18, a hot-tempered man stirs up strife, but the slow to anger calms a dispute. And so we've got to be careful, recognizing that my response to even injustice can escalate a situation. And so God helped me along the way to practice And so James is writing and he says, hey, number one, be patient, be patient, anticipate the produce of God. Uh, be patient, anticipate the produce of God. And I know that's a little bit of a twist, a little bit of a change from what you have on an outline if you did pick one up. Uh, uh, but, he, but he uses an illustration in verse 7 and 8 of a farmer. But, he, but in the midst of this text of Scripture, it's interesting because a couple of times over, he does mention this, that the coming of the Lord is near. He's standing right at the door, verses number 8 and verse number 9. In other words, hey, he's coming soon. The one who will judge heaven and earth and everything that is in it. Second Peter chapter 3, verse number 14. Second Peter 3 and verse number 14 says, Therefore, beloved, since you look for these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace, spotless and blameless. In other words, James is saying, hey, recognize this. You're just passing through. You're going to go through some difficulties. You're going to go through some dark days. You're going to experience injustice along the way. But just know this. Jesus is coming soon. and He's going to right the wrongs. So be patient in the midst of it. Be patient in the midst of it. G. Campbell Morgan made a statement, said this. The coming of the Lord is the perpetual light shining on the path which makes the present bearable. So James says, look at the farmer. The farmer waits for the precious produce of the soil, being patient about it until it gets the early and the late rains. You too be patient and strengthen your hearts. So the farmer, as an illustration, it's an interesting illustration. He's just simply saying, hey, listen, think about the farmer. Just use a practical illustration that most people recognize. The farmer, think about the farmer and what he does. The farmer has to exhibit great patience along the way. What he does is he does his work. He goes out there and works the soil, and then he goes out there and he plants the seed, and then it's a waiting game. It's like I've got to wait now for God Almighty to bring the produce because I cannot do it But I'm going to be faithful along the way, and I am anticipating what he's going to do in the end. And so what we have to do is recognize, man, God is doing a work that we know not what he's doing. Sometimes it's within us, sometimes it is around us, sometimes it is through us. But God help us to anticipate the produce when I'm in the midst of a time that I don't understand. I can't see it, I can't feel it, but I know that my God is at work in and around me, and I'm grateful for that. And so he says, think about the farmer. He's got to be patient along the way. Be patient along the way, anticipating, again, the harvest. And so the question would be this, especially when we're talking about now dealing with people primarily, people who are testing our patience, the question is, how do we view those around us? How do we view others around us? And here's where, really, the rubber meets the road. If we're not careful what we do, especially those who are... Uh, not justified in their actions toward us. You know what I'm talking about? Being mistreated, being abused, whatever it looks like. How do we view them? And, And I believe that makes all the difference in the world. Do we view them as A, an enemy, or as B, an opportunity? Makes all the difference in the world. My heart. If they're an enemy, guess what? My heart grows cold, my heart grows hard, and I could give a rip about them. Honest to goodness. But if I see them as an opportunity, my heart breaks and my heart says, oh God, help me be an instrument in your hands to reach this person for your glory. Makes all the difference in the world. How do we see people around us. Jesus said in Matthew 5, verses 43 and 44, Matthew 5, verse number 43 and 44, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That is a high calling. It's a supernatural calling. It's not natural. I want to guard myself. I want to protect myself. But God says, hey, trust me. Be patient with the process, and watch and anticipate what I'm going to do, just like the farmer has to wait and anticipate. It is a high calling. Sometimes our hearts get hurt along the way. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 and in verse number 18, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time, listen, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. You know what Paul's saying? He's saying, hey, you will go through times of suffering. You will go through times of heartache. Hey, but they're going to fade. In fact, when you see Jesus (laughs) face to face, what a day that's going to be. I I think about that, and I think, I kind of liken it to the whole childbirthing thing. I'm, I'm not a woman, all right, and, and I've never born a child, all right, <laughs> but I've been there. I, I, that's the second best thing. That's not, but I know that that's a painful process. It hurts. But when that baby's born and that baby breathes its breath, that mama says, man, it was worth it all. It was worth it all. Be patient with people along the way. Anticipate what God is going to do. Sometimes it's that work in you. Sometimes it's that work through you. But let him use you for his glory. I mean, we're just passing through. It's just a a passing of time. He says, hey, be patient. You know, I, I think that what happens to us a lot of times is because of our impatience, because of our impatience, we miss out. On the harvest that's why paul said in galatians 6 and verse number 9 he said in galatians 6 <clears throat> verse number 9 let us not grow weary and doing good for at the proper time we should reap a harvest if we don't give up be patient patient like the farmer he says in verse number 8 strengthen your hearts strengthen your hearts. so the question's got to be asked well how do you strengthen your heart as a believer, as a child of the King, how do I strengthen my heart? I think there's several ways that we strengthen our hearts. Number one would be through the Word of God, feasting on the Word of God. I mean, if, if, if we don't eat, I mean, I mean, the Word of God is spiritual food, and if we don't eat, we're going to grow weak. You want to strengthen your heart, you got to get into the Word, and not just you into the Word, but you got to allow the Word to get into your heart and into your life. And what that does for us along the way is it strengthens us. How does it strengthen us? Because, hey, we're serving the same God that Moses served that divided the Red Sea. We're serving the same God that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was able to dance in the fire. We're serving the same God that Daniel was able to sleep in the lion's den. We're serving the same God that Peter was able to walk on water, that Lazarus was raised from the dead. He's the same God that we have. And when we allow the Word of God to get into our hearts, it strengthens us such that we understand that no matter what comes our way, my God is faithful. And so we can be patient in the midst of it, recognizing that, man, this life is bigger than me, but God wants to allow me to be a part of his kingdom's work. And so we've got to be patient. The Word of God will strengthen your hearts. The Spirit of God has been given to strengthen our hearts along the way. John chapter 14 and verse number 6 says it like this. In John 14 and in verse number 16, I'm sorry, it says, I will ask the Father and He will give you another helper that He may be with you forever. I'm grateful to God for the Holy Spirit of God enabling us to do what He calls us to do. He calls us to supernatural living. You cannot, it's impossible it's impossible to live the Christian life apart from the enabling power of the Holy Spirit of God at work within us. Some of the most frustrated people are religious people because I'm trying to do right, but you can't. Why? Because you're not empowered by the Spirit of God if you've never been saved. So the Holy Spirit of God strengthens us. But I believe that there's also strength that comes from the people of God. Hebrews 10 25. Let us not forsake the assembling and some are in the habit of doing, but let us continue so that we might encourage one another to good works. So we get the opportunity to get together, to be strengthened in our hearts. He says, strengthen your hearts. Be patient when you're being mistreated. Verse number nine, he says, Don't be grouchy. Do not complain, brethren, against one another, so that you yourselves may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing right at the door. You know, when our patience gets tried, and everybody understands that, when our patience gets tried, if we're not careful, sometimes we express ourselves in ways that are not very becoming. Especially as a child of God. He says, hey, be careful how you express it. Don't be grouchy along the way. I, in fact, I heard, I heard a couple ladies that were having coffee at the coffee shop. And they were talking together. And, 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 and one of them asked her friend there. And she said, hey, <clears throat> you ever wake up grouchy in the morning? And she replied, no, I let him sleep in every day. <laughs> grouchy. Be careful. Why? Because if we're not careful and guard what comes out of our mouth, we can destroy the produce that God's bringing forth in us and around us. We lose our testimony. God help us. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, Verse number 14 and 15, the Bible says it like this. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 14 and 15. We urge you, brethren, admonish the unruly, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak. Be patient with everybody so that no one repays another with evil for evil, but always seek after that which is good for one another and for all people to be patient. He goes on in this text Verses ten and eleven a, and he says, "Be patient, and in your patience, proclaim the word of God. Proclaim the word of God, not just to anticipate the produce." He says, "As an example, brethren, of suffering and patience, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. We count those blessed who endured." So he uses the prophets, and he said, hey, think about the prophets for a minute. Think about their life. I mean, every one of them, when you read back to the Old Testament, they weren't popular people. They weren't people that everybody said, man, I look forward to Isaiah. I look forward to seeing Jeremiah. Man, we sure love Elijah. (laughs) No, you know what happened to them? In fact, Jesus, when he was talking in Matthew's Gospel, Jesus was dealing with the Pharisees, and he says, hey, you know what you guys are? You guys are, are, are the sons of those who murdered the prophets. Why did he make that statement? Because the prophets, they, they were not like circuit preachers out there signing Bibles that everybody couldn't wait to see coming to town. They were people that were rejected. They were people whose lives were met with difficult circumstances. Some of them were unmarried. Others were married to whores so that the world could see the message of God's great love for His people. And even though they were rejected, they were faithful to proclaim God's truth. And so we've got to do the same. Learn from the prophets You know, if we're not careful, what happens to us? Again, if we're around people that love us and we love them, it's easy to say, man, God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. Yeah, we can say that. But what about when you're around the people that don't like you and mistreat you? Are you still able to say, hey, you know what? God loves you so much. And I want you to know that. God loves you. You know, if we're not careful, if we're not careful, you know what happens to us? <clears throat> we can have what I would call the Jonah complex. You know, Jonah, you remember the story of Jonah back there in the Old Testament? <clears throat> God said, hey, Jonah, I want you to go and, and be faithful to proclaim my word and extend my grace to the Ninevites. <clears throat> remember Jonah? Jonah? Jonah's like, man, they don't deserve your love They are sorry, stinking people, and I don't want to go there. And so he jumped on a ship to go the other way because I don't want to be faithful. And if we're not careful, if we're not careful, how many times do you have somebody that hurts your feelings? And although you may not say it, but you really could give a rip if they go to hell or not. What James is saying is, you know those prophets back there? We celebrated them. We celebrate them because they were faithful to proclaim the Word in spite of the receptivity. They were faithful. So you do the same. You be faithful to proclaim God's truth when your patience is being tried along the way. God, help me to proclaim your truth. You know, the Apostle Paul said... Over in the book of Ephesians, it's interesting when you're considering, again, who said it. But the Apostle Paul, in Ephesians chapter 6, and verse number 19, he said this, Hey, pray on my behalf that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. The Apostle Paul said, Hey, pray that I'd be faithful to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so God help us to pray for one another, recognizing, man, there are those difficult moments along the way. And James is just simply saying, hey, listen, be faithful to proclaim God's word along the way. The text goes on, verse number 11, as it continues. You have heard of the endurance of Job and have seen the outcome of the Lord's dealings, that the Lord is full of compassion and is merciful. And then it goes on into verse number 12 but be patient and praise the name of God be patient and praise the name of God God has a plan for you and for me and he is working it out and sometimes we do not understand and if we're not careful we can find ourselves in the midst of a difficult day where our patience is being tried our patience with others and our patience with our God And we stop praising Job. He says, hey, remember Job. What is it about Job? Here, here's this. You, you ever heard this? So, the, so Job, the Bible says there was an encounter that happened between the devil and God Almighty. And God Almighty said, hey, have you considered my servant Job? There's nobody like him. He's blameless and he's upright. He fears God and he shuns evil. The devil said, well, of course. That's because he has the Midas touch. Everything he touches turns to gold. Take it all away, and he'll curse you, God. And God said, okay. Go ahead, take it. Watch, watch. Job lost all of his livelihood. Job lost all of his family. And in the midst of his great loss, he responded and he said, naked I came from my mother's womb and naked I shall return. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He was praising God in the midst of his difficult and trying situation. Another day came. The devil said, hey, strike his flesh and I bet you he curses you. You know the story? Spare his life, but go have at it and watch. Job gets struck from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. Painful sores. And his wife said, why don't you, why don't you curse God and die? He responded, you're speaking crazy. How can we curse God who's given us the good and the bad? He's God, Job had friends. For seven days, they were wonderful friends because they were silent. And then they opened their mouth. Surely you've done something, Job. They didn't question his character. Imagine how that would be trying to your patience. His friends questioning his character. And you know, in the midst of the book of Job, Job said, hey, this one thing I know, I might not understand everything that's happening in my life, but I know this, my Redeemer lives. Job praised God in the midst of difficult circumstances. What James is saying is you don't just have to tie a knot and endure, but praise God. Why? Because God inhabits the praises of his people, and you watch what happens on those days and in those moments when you don't feel like praising God. You ever been there? I just don't feel like praising Him. Well, flip on your radio and start praising Him anyways. And you watch what God does in your heart. James says, take a lesson from Job's book. When your patience is being tried, then praise God. But above all, my brethren, verse 12, don't swear either by heaven or by earth or with any other oath, but... Your yes is to be yes, and your no, no, so that you may not fall under judgment. Matthew 5, Jesus was talking. Verses 34 and following. "'But I say to you, make no oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by earth, for it is the footstool of his feet, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Nor shall you make an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black.'" But let your statement be yes, yes, or no, no. Anything beyond these is of evil. What's James saying? He's saying when you're in the midst of difficult and dark days, if we're not careful, we begin to take matters into our own hands and make oaths that we can't keep. And he says, just trust God. Trust God. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Keep it simple and trust God. Trials are going to come. That test our patience. We live life in a broken world. And may God help us to extend the same patience... That our God extends to us unconditionally. Aren't you thankful that God's been patient with you? (laughs) I'm telling you. (laughs) If God has not been patient with me. I wouldn't be here today. i promise you that. I've, I've offended him far greater. Than any person will ever offend me. But when the trials come anticipate his produce because God wants to do a great work in and through you and that's what he does when the trials do come make sure you're faithful to proclaim his word you see people as opportunities and not enemies along the way and when the trials come don't forget to praise God this message today is a message for brothers and sisters because it's calling us to supernatural living. I want you, I want you to be my witnesses. I want you to shine the light in such a way that others may see your good works and glorify your Father who's in heaven because it's impossible to do what he's calling us to do. But by his Holy Spirit, we're able. God help us to be faithful in that. This morning, you may be here and never been saved. If you've never been saved, you do not have the indwelling power of the living God within your heart. And without that, you'll never live up to this message. God loves you, and He wants an intimate relationship with you. And if you've never called on His name, I encourage you today, call on His name. Call on His name today. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him will not perish, but have everlasting life. God sent a Son, Jesus, into this world not to condemn you, but to save you from your sin. Because we've all sinned and fallen short of His glory. Aren't you thankful for God's grace? If you're not saved, call on His name today. Would you do me a favor this morning and join me for prayer? We're going to pray, and after we pray, we'll sing a song. And after the song has been sung this morning, I just want to invite you. Maybe you hear here this morning, and you've never called on the name of Jesus to be saved. I'm not inviting you to religion. I'm inviting you to Jesus Christ. He loves you wants intimacy with you. And if you've never called on him, I, I, come today. We want to pray with you. We want to walk with you. Encourage you. You come this morning. Maybe you're here this morning and say, Man, I've been struggling with this whole issue of patience. You might even be here this morning and say, Man, could somebody pray with me? We have people that will pray with you. Just be faithful to what God lays on your heart today. Be faithful to Him. God, God, I'm so thankful. (laughs) I'm so thankful for your patience. Oh, God. Help me to be Jesus with skin on. Help me to exhibit patience. God, I pray that you'd search our hearts today. Father, I pray for those that whether they're in this building or online, never been saved, I pray that your Holy Spirit, God, would open eyes, would knock, would draw. Oh, God, we need you. Have your way in this moment. Lord, have your way. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for this opportunity to respond. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.